The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Just when you thought we could move on to other topics, big tech strikes again. And there's a couple of uh, incidences this week. One is really disturbing, given the nature of the company, Google, the size, its reach, and what was uncovered by Project Veritas. But one of the other ones that I thought was uh, a bit crazy was what I saw over the weekend. Now, I laughed because my joke came true about Pinterest. Because we always joked about, well, conservatives are getting banned off of Facebook. Oh, we're getting banned off of Twitter. Oh, we're getting taken off of YouTube. What's next, Pinterest? Well, yeah, that happened. That happened to a pro-life group. Remember, we talked about that. They labeled them pornography and then yanked them off the page. Wouldn't let them work on there again. Wouldn't let them post anything on Pinterest. So now we have one over the weekend, and I again, I have to kind of laugh, but then I also have to be pissed and disturbed because this is just another example. Ravelry. <laughs> this is a tweet. We are banning support of Donald Trump and his administration on Ravelry. We cannot provide a space that is inclusive of all and also allow support for open white supremacy. Wow. How do they get open white supremacy? And what is Ravelry, by the way? It's a knitting site. Knitting. That's right. So, you know, Donald Trump can't go on there and sell his Make America Great Again Afghan. And if you support Donald Trump and you support his presidency, you can forget that Make America Great Again Quacker Factory sweater that you wanted to peddle for just in time for the ugly sweater event in Christmas season. But, you know... This is their new policy. It says, do not post in support of Trump and his administration. This was posted on June 23rd, 2019. We are banning support of Donald Trump and his administration on Ravelry. This includes support in the form of forum posts, projects, patterns, profiles, and all other content. Note that your project data will never be deleted. (laughs) Yeah, right. We will never delete your Ravelry project data for any reason. And if a project needs to be removed from our site, we will make sure that you have access to your data. If you are permanently banned from Ravelry, you will still be able to access any patterns that you purchased. Also, we will make sure that you receive a copy of your data. We cannot provide a space that is inclusive of all and also support open white supremacy. Support of the Donald Trump administration is undeniably support for white supremacy. Policy notes. You can still participate if you do, in fact, Support the administration. You just can't talk about it here. <laughs> we are not endorsing the Democrats nor banning Republicans. No, I, don't, I, think they're, I think they're talking more about MAGA Republicans, not never Trumpers. They'll let them go by. We are definitely not blaming conservative politics, see? Hate groups or intolerance are different from other types of political positions. Well, seemingly they would be, but... Now, the left is fusing them together, and we talked about that last week. What they're trying to do is they're trying to take things that are principles to you, religious principles, conservative ideology, and they're trying to say that therein lies the hate. But moving on, more of the policy points here. We are not banning people for past support, so your sins are forgiven here at Ravelry. Maybe you can get one of those knitted prayer cloths to wipe that sin away for voting for Trump. Do not try to weaponize this policy by entrapping people who do support the Trump administration into voicing their support, because that's actually what the left will guarantee will be guaranteed to do. Similarly, antagonizing conservative members for their unstated positions is not acceptable. Well, that's nice of Ravelry. You know, at least they're they're looking out. They go on to further say You can help by flagging any of the following items if they constitute support for Trump or his administration. Didn't they just say that they weren't going to do that or didn't want to encourage that? Projects, unacceptable projects will be provided 
to the member or made invisible to others. Patterns, unacceptable patterns will be returned to the draft. So when you have that pattern of the Lord, you have Jesus embracing Trump, lifting him up from the desk, the resolute desk, guiding his hand in signing legislation that was passed over to him. That pattern's going to be deemed white supremacist, and it's going to be removed. Forum post right now, only posts written after Sunday, June 23rd at 8 a.m. Eastern are going to be flagged profiles. Please do not flag profiles yet if the only banned content is an avatar or avatars. There is not yet a flagging system for those. So they haven't really thought this all through, but they're going to make it happen. And they're very in support of the Rainbow Jihad. Pride Month, this is one of their posts from one of the uh, people that actually run Ravelry. Happy Pride, everyone. I have a lot that I want to say about why it's important that we recognize and celebrate Pride and talk about it here on Ravelry. We could post all day about that, I guess. I'll be able to do that next week. Right now, I just want to speak out to the LGBTQIA plus folks that make up our community. We see you. We love you. We support you, which is almost identically what Cory Booker said. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But... Yeah, so they go on. Happy to see you go. Hashtag protect those trans kids. You know, that's what these are the kind of things that that Ravelry is fine with supporting. You know, I, I really find it interesting that this company is going to alienate a good portion of their audience because in the beginning, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, well, it's a knitting site. But there are people that when I made a joke about this on Twitter, some of my friends at Polyspin, they chimed in and they were pissed about this because they've used the site before. And, or if they haven't, they're just tired of it in general. They know people that have used it, but so there is a healthy outrage for it. And we're going to see more of this when we get into what project Veritas uncovered with Google. Tech is weaponized against us, and I've said that in the past. So it makes things like what Amazon is doing very disturbing. This is from TechSpot. And it said, you might not be able to opt out of Amazon's drone-based surveillance as a service. So this is how they put it in context. Uh, one day you notice your neighbor bought one of those Amazon Ring doorbells, and the camera points across the street to your home. The next day, a colleague purchased an Echo for the office. You know that Ring and Amazon employees watch and listen, and sometimes in situations they shouldn't, but your porch and office are hardly private anyways. Shortly after, a family member signs up for Amazon Key, which lets Amazon employees walk through your front door to deliver packages. While it's not a large privacy invasion, you're beginning to wonder where you draw the line. In the near future, Amazon could announce their recently patented surveillance-as-a-service program that employs delivery drones to photograph houses as they fly by, checking for break-ins and theft. Then your neighbor might sign up for it, and suddenly, every time a drone flies overhead, you are acutely aware that you might be on camera. In a patent filed June 12th of 2015 and approved June 4th of this year, Amazon describes the next expansion of their growing smart security network, one that's cheap and flexible, perfect for the mass market, using cameras and potentially the odd tacked-on sensor, Amazon's upcoming delivery drones will be able to be available for hire, letting anyone pay a small fee for routine home security checks, be they hourly, daily, weekly as needed. The images will be analyzed for abnormalities by an AI before being sent to the property owner. In terms of security, the deal sounds pretty good. But from the perspective of the neighbor's privacy, not so much. And this is what we were talking about. We marvel at the technological advances that the fruits of capitalism provide, while on the other hand, it's being weaponized against us. I mean, when the Google Home and the Amazon Echo were put out, Notice the price point was really cheap for that kind of technology. It wasn't one of those items that came out and was, you know, a couple grand. And then over time, it was uh, brought to scale and, and, you know, the market was able to 
bring the price down. No, it was rolled out at a fabulous price point that anyone would, you know, not scoff at. So in a sense, what you did is invite surveillance into your house. You may think that I'm crazy for saying that, but look at how they're acting towards conservatives. Look at how they're banning you for supporting anything outside of progressivism. And that's why they're fine with never-Trumpers, because never-Trumpers want big government. They just want to be the ones in control of it. They want to push conservatism and fiscal conservatism on a big government level. Well, that's not conservatism. That's progressivism, just, just a slow walk to progressivism. We're not doing the fast hurdle of homosexual reparations, which we'll get into in a little bit, that Elizabeth Warren is pushing. We're not talking about eliminating college debt and then making future college admission free. But those people on the right, they're still heading in that direction. But it's technology that we have to worry about. We're, we're all about, yeah, let's get those delivery drones to drop off stuff. Let's give a key to Amazon. Let them come in your house. And while they're there, maybe they'll do some snooping around, see what kind of ideology you support. Take a look at some pictures. Maybe they will go on and see if you've watched Fox News. If that's in, you know, if you turn on your cable and that's the channel that it's on. Maybe they'll see if you got some Make America Great Again flags in your front yard and they'll fly the drones over. It sounds like insanity to be worried about that, but have they given you any reason not to? So these delivery drones are going to go around photographing everything. And you've got Facebook wanting to create an economy using a cryptocurrency that they have invented, Libra, which we talked about. I'd say giving them that much power is dangerous. And you know what? We, as conservatives, we need to start building a conservative economy. You know, the progressive left is making any conservative idea a violation of other civil rights as a means to justify destroying conservatives economically, silencing under the guise of discriminatory hate. You know, this is the party that's supposedly the arbiters of inclusion. They don't really understand that they are actually conducting the political Salem witch trials, which have relegated themselves into intolerant, insufferable prudes on some sort of pseudo-morality that has twisted standards, that only sides with one side, that only allows Democrats to get away with murder, whether it's hate speech or, you know, scandal or whatever the case may be, and just absolving them from wearing blackface in the past or what have you. It doesn't apply to them. It only applies to us. And I keep saying we need to build a conservative economy, conservative payment processors, conservative web stores, conservative tech, whether it's platforms or whether it's cell phone companies. All right. The last I'm going to say about the techno fascism, the techno fascist, as I like to call it, is what's happening with Google James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, again, undercover. <laughs> Amazing job by this guy. He gets in there and listen to what they think as a company. This is a CEO of Google in the AI department as far as search engine results and things like that. She basically makes two points that they need to take the weight and the power of Google and enhance it in the 2020 election because they didn't do it in the 2016 election and we got Trump. And then she takes it to a point where even slamming Elizabeth Warren's proposal. Elizabeth Warren is out there talking about breaking up the tech companies. I don't know how you could do it that way. I think there's other ways that minimal government uh, intervention, not in the form of taking it over as a public utility, but as uh, a way of investigating it and hitting it with punitive antitrust. Maybe those things can be implemented, but she's been talking about breaking up the tech companies. You know, realize this, these tech companies are operating as platforms, receiving the shielding of liable and slander laws. So they're not up for lawsuits by whatever crazy 
opinion or statement is put out on their platform, but then they're going to also make money off of your data and your usage and use that to monetize what your participation is on their site. And then they're going to turn around and minimize what you say while they make bank off of publicly traded shares of their business. So they're editing you out, pretending not to be, and banking on capitalist systems in the process. But listen to this person because she talks about Ms. Warren's breaking up of Google, and she basically states to the point that, well, Google is a big company, and if you break them up, you won't have this giant company that can affect the election against Donald Trump. You would have these smaller companies that would be ineffective. Yeah, this is some crazy stuff. Just listen. We all got screwed over in 2016. Again, it wasn't just... Right. It was like the people got screwed over. News media got screwed over. Like, everybody got screwed over. So now we're rocking. They're like, what happened there? How do we prevent it from happening again? Right after Donald Trump won the election in 2016, the company did a complete 180. Uh, now they're like, hey, there's a lot of hate. And because of there's a lot of hate and misogyny and racism, that's the reason why Donald Trump got elected. And so we need to uh, fix that. We need to start policing our users because we don't like to have an outcome uh, like that. We don't want to have an outcome like that to happen again. But 2020 is certainly a trouble. Now my old organization, Trust and Safety, is top of mind. They've been working on it since 2016 to make sure we're ready for 2020. They're not an objective source of information. They are a highly biased political machine. Um, that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. Hmm. We got called in front of Congress multiple times and we have not shown up because we were like, we just know they're going to just attack us. Like, we're not going to change our response, we're not going to change our mind. There's no point in just sitting there being attacked for something that we know we're not going to change. Like, they can pressure us, but we're not changing. Now, they go on a little bit further because there was a Google whistleblower who came to James O'Keefe because of what James O'Keefe did with Pinterest, which that was born of a Facebook video that he put out. He put out a video about Facebook, a Pinterest employee who knew what was going on in his company decided to come forth and that begat this. And so when they get into how search engines are manipulated, search results are manipulated, autocorrect, the trends, they get into all this with the whistleblower and it's really eye-opening, especially given how the tech giants are manipulating data away from conservative viewpoints or away from just the average Trump voter. Just check this out. What are some other things I can type here? Hillary Clinton's emails are... It doesn't even, it doesn't even give you a result. Google is suggesting that people do not search for this term. Is that correct? That's what they're saying. It's not even worth returning any results. But people do search for this. Absolutely. And you can tell that because you can cross-reference some of their other services that prove that people are. If you want to get an example, go to trends.google.com. Trends.google.com. And, uh, shall I... Hillary Clinton's emails, yes. Okay, and set it for like the last five years. Seems like we had a spike in October of 2016. It says 100. I guess that is that 100. It's all relative. So in order to get an idea of the relative importance of this, you're going to want to compare it against another search term. Let's type in Donald Trump's emails. Okay. Show me what I'm looking at here. So 
What we see right here is relative to the search term of Hillary Clinton's emails, Donald Trump's emails has no search traffic. No search traffic. Now let's go back to Google.com and search for Donald Trump's emails and it should show us no autocomplete because according to Google, no one searches for it compared to Hillary Clinton's emails. But it does. It gives us a whole bunch of different examples for autocomplete. So nobody's, fewer people search for this and it autocompletes and everyone searches for Hillary Clinton's email and it doesn't. That's right. What's the explanation? Well, according to them, Hillary Clinton's emails is a conspiracy theory and it's unfair to return results based on her emails. And so through their program of ML Fairness, they've deleted the autocomplete off the internet like it didn't even exist. And see, we're told that Google's not doing anything. They're not manipulating data. They're not singling out conservatives. You know, Google owns YouTube. And guess what? That video that we just referenced is no longer on YouTube. You got to go to BitChute to find it, which is a competing underground video hosting site that I recommend you to visit. Not only did BitChute pick it up and YouTube ban the video, Reddit suspended Project Veritas. James O'Keefe said, we discovered this as we tried to post a link to the Google Inside Story. You can see the full report on our website, projectveritas.com. Other brave tech insiders can contact us and they put up their address. This is only going to get worse, gang. As we inch towards 2020, and I said this in the very beginning, as soon as the tech shadow banning and the deplatforming began, this is going to hit a fever pitch. Now, how far does it go? Does it go so far that a freaking knitting website is out there? I mean, I, I could see them saying, I could see Trump tweeting out, ridiculous ravelry, such a slow website. They want to silence conservatives and Trump supporters. I shop at Etsy. Sad. Hashtag MAGA. I don't know. It could go down like that. All I know is tech is going to try to squash you. And that is why a conservative economy is necessary. It is imperative that we have something in the works, that we're making the moves to make this happen. So we're going to finally leave the tech fascism on the table. We're going to be done with that. I've got some interesting things coming up. As far as uh, this crazy chick who's out there claiming she's got a blue dress because of Donald Trump back in the 90s. And I've also got more leftist insanity, the big giveaways, the pandering, the butt sniffing, the taint fluffing of the left. It's all going to be coming up. So you got to stick with me. I'm Adrian Slade. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. Adrian Slade. E. Jean Carroll, this chick has been making the rounds. Apparently, she was in a dressing room back in the 90s in some store, and Donald Trump just forced his way in there and had his way, pinned her down and raped her and whatever. I mean, this is what they do when they want to continue a narrative. Stormy Daniels fell all apart. She has a little connection to the Nexium sex cult, by the way. Well, we're, we're working on a long story that I've been working on for a long time that I believe is underneath the current of the Mueller report, the Russia investigation, the fact that dossiers were created for every single GOP candidate because they were afraid of whatever GOP candidate would beat Hillary Clinton, if at all, that this would all be unearthed. And whatever dealings that they're covering up, that everyone is falling on their swords over, Peter Strzok down the line, would all come out in the open and would be completely disgusting and damaging to the majority of our elected officials, uh, Hollywood, fashion, down the line. So we're working on that as we speak. It would explain why CNN, Joe Scarborough, MSNBC, all took Donald Trump during the primaries and lifted him up, praised him, gave him ratings, hoping that he would be a bumbling idiot and destroy the GOP bench, which, you know, he made his way to the front. 
And then they were expecting him to just not be taken seriously by the public to vote for Hillary. And then he won. And all of the scrambling that came along later, what that was in response to. But Stormy Daniels couldn't make it happen. Michael Avenatti couldn't make it happen. Michael Cohen couldn't make it happen. You had all these other chicks out there trying to throw around, you know, some sort of rape scandal. And, and we know Donald Trump isn't the most, uh, you know, doesn't, it doesn't have a good track record on fidelity. But this chick is completely insane. And I would buy Christy Blasey Ford's stupid beer pong uh, rape gang story before I would buy this chick's story. And we knew that was all bunk. We talked about it here. I would buy the Roy Moore yearbook signature in the Waffle House with some high school chick as he was attorney general. I would buy that story before I buy E. Jean Carroll. So let's listen to her talk about um, the, the whole incident originally on CNN. There's two clips. One was with the CNN. I can't even remember her name. I don't, I don't even watch the channel, so I wouldn't even be able to tell your name. I do know who Anderson Cooper is because he's been on there forever. But we'll play that clip in just a moment. But yeah, here's E. Jean Carroll talking about the rape incident in the beginning. It's seen it all and you've had that life and things have changed in the past three years. And so now today, what do you want to say to Donald Trump? That terrifies me that you said that. That is that 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 is uh, at the know, thought of confronting him. No. I. You know, you just stunned me by saying that. It 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 terrifies me. Although I I think I could I think yeah. You <laughs> think that you could confront him now? I mean, what part scares? Well, me? will you go with me, Allison? <laughs> Seriously, look. You know, listen. That is a that is a terrible situation. Uh, even a question, it just terrifies me. Look at me. I can hardly talk now that you said that. But what part? What part terrifies you? Well, it puts. It reveals to me what I'm in the middle of doing is what it does. Yeah, you know what it reveals to all of us? and It reveals to us what you're trying to do. Slander a sitting president. Slander an individual in the news media. Get a book deal. Be a giant pain in Trump's ass. Be a big, giant national distraction. Is this the credible accuser? She's a freaking basket case. She looks like Susan Powder. After an acid binge and a re-education sabbatical in the L. Ron Hubbard ranch. We believe the liars. We believe conspirers. Yeah. And let's listen to this exchange with Henderson Cooper. It's even more bizarre. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think most people rape. think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Interesting conversation, to say the least. And of course, CNN has to add to the gaslighting with this headline. The New York Post former top editor who is a supporter of President Trump and an old lieutenant of Rupert Murdoch ordered the removal of a story about writer Gene Carroll's sexual assault allegations against Trump, sources say. Even better is this false narrative crafting of a Bill Clinton equivalence with Trump. That's my portion of it. Because I keep talking about this dress in, in DNA. Listen to this. E. Jean Carroll has claimed that she did not wash the dress that she was wearing after being raped by Donald Trump by, uh, you know, back in the 1990s, but will not agree to allow the NYPD to test it for DNA to prove her outlandish tale. Because again, it's BS. The only thing missing from this dumpster fire distraction is a Gloria Allred cameo. Combat Flip-Flops, bad for running, worse for fighting. Combat Flip-Flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demining. Everything Combat Flip-Flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict, like Afghanistan, Colombia, Laos. And you can check out more about Combat Flip-Flops by checking out the TED Talk by Combat Flip-Flops CEO Matt Griffin on YouTube. You can also use the promo code SLAY25, and you will get 25% off 
of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com. That's CombatFlipFlops.com. And while this stupid sideshow is happening over here on CNN, the same washed-up Hollywood obsoletes and virtue-signaling actors with TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, they're performing a theatrical production of the Mueller Report. Yeah, that should be really entertaining right there. I really want to watch that. And the Democrats are trying to out-reverse Robin Hood each other. Come on down to Crazy Bernie's. We're slashing everything. Got student loan debt from that gender studies degree at the Ivy League? Slashed! Got health care with that Affordable Health Care Act made unaffordable? Slashed! Cost too much to put your kid... In pre-K? Slashed! So get on down to Crazy Bernie's. I'll give everything away and my wife will let me. Because Crazy Bernie's, our politics are insane! Yeah, that's what it's going to go down like. And Liz Wheeler from OANN, One American News, she had this tweet. So this is the free stuff Dems are promising. Free guaranteed income, free housing, reparations, gay reparations, which we're going to get into. Yeah, that's a thing. Free college, free health care, free health care to illegals, free student loan debt canceled, free child care and universal preschool. But who pays for it? I don't know. Let's start with that completely confusing idea that Beto O'Rourke has. He has what's called the war tax. Yeah, the war tax. One of the funding mechanisms in Beto O'Rourke's plan is a war tax that households without military members would have to pay. The money would go into a trust fund for veterans created at the beginning of each future war. Households making less than $30,000 a year would pay $25. Those making less than $40,000 would pay $57. Those making less than $50,000 would pay $98. Those making less than $75,000 would pay $164. Those making less than $100,000 would pay $270. Those making less than $200,000 would pay $485. And those making more than $200,000 would pay $1,000. This new tax would serve as a reminder of the incredible sacrifice made by those who served their families, O'Rourke's plan reads. O'Rourke introduced legislation establishing war taxes while serving in the House in 2016 and 2017. That's called the pandering tax. That's called the pandering to veterans tax. And it doesn't surprise me that somebody as insane as Beto O'Rourke or as flaccid and as limp as he is, who uh, his daddy basically urged him to run for council because his dad owns a giant development firm, and they were going to use eminent domain to uproot all these, uh, you know, immigrant neighborhoods there on the border in El Paso and, you know, give it on over to the, to the city, to the municipality so they could build all these nice developments by who? His father-in-law. That, that's how it works. And see, that's one of the things that they don't talk about. You can go back on my podcast archive and find the Beto O'Rourke uh, Senate uh, race against Ted Cruz, that episode where we actually play clips of the city council meeting and how they were going to give less than market value to the people who lived in that community. Yeah, that's called great immigrant stat, uh, you know, relationships with Beto O'Rourke. So they're pandering for the war tax with the veterans. They're going to pander to the millennials with this whole cancel student loans uh craze that's been going on. It was all over social media. Here's Bernie Sanders in his own words talking about canceling student loans and, oh yeah, making it easy for illegal immigrants to go to college for free? I had a very emotional meeting just uh, two or three weeks ago in California with some undocumented young people, beautiful young people. And I listened to them tell me that they hesitated to apply for college because they would not get the financial aid they needed because they're undocumented. We need the best educated population in the world. That means we're going to make our public colleges and universities tuition free and open that to the undocumented as well. Yeah, swell idea, Mr. Sanders. Give illegal aliens the ability to go to college in America? That's unrealistic. That's really unfeasible. And completely not something we can do financially. But you have to realize, what is the worldview? You know, democratic socialism, break that apart. That means a, a, a popular push towards government running the means of production. 
So everyone votes. Maybe you'll do away with the Electoral College. And like uh, Chris Hayes from MSNBC made the point today, um, when he said 16 states are outnumbered in population by Queens in New York City. Queens, a borough in New York City, has more of a population than 16 states. So when you get rid of the Electoral College, who do you think's voting for president? It's going to be Los Angeles. It's going to be New York City. And so now you have a majority all voting for government running the means of production, government running services, government running college, government running health care, government running anything that you want, any welfare program that they can manipulate and use against you. I mean, that they can bankrupt and take your money and use it on other things. So now what kind of socialism? Well, there's really only two. I mean, there is national socialism, which means you like the government running the means of production, but you only want it here in your country. Wow. Where did, who had national socialism again? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the Nazis. And then there's international socialism. Hmm. International socialism. That means it's socialism amongst all the countries in the world. So there's no need for a border. Hey, illegal immigrants, come on in. We'll get you fed. We'll have an issue with toothbrushes, apparently. But you'll get college. Because international socialism is communism. And that's where Bernie Sanders had his honeymoon in the Soviet Union. He worked. He, he supported the Sandinistas down in Central America who were supported by the Communist Party. And that's why they have such an affinity for China. Because China is still communist. So... You know, for that, we have to look at a couple things. This is the reason why we saw all of these walkouts like Vox, you know, Vox News, which I wouldn't even call news, but they had a walkout with their union because they were fighting for wages. You know, Bernie Sanders out there at McDonald's complaining about $15 an hour not being given to the employees of McDonald's when I'm seeing kiosk show up like a Wawa or a Sheets gas station where you can just type in your order. And guess what? It's you that makes the mistake if there is one. It's not the, uh, you know, it's not the high school kid going out by the dumpster, you know, taking a hit, going back in. Oh, dude, I messed up his order. No, that's not going to happen. Automation is going to kick these people out when $15 an hour goes up. And it's the same thing with this Wayfair walkout. Apparently, Wayfair, which they sell furniture Good furniture. I mean, very good furniture. They want to uh, sell 200000 to the border facilities down there in the, on the Texas border. And they're calling for a walkout. Employees are going to walk out of Wayfair. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who we're going to get into here in a second, she quadrupled down on calling the border detention facilities concentration camps, and it just went crazy. It went absolutely nuts. And she has now been all over every media outlet available to her. So who's obsessed with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez again? Who, who's, who's doing the catcalling? Yeah, that would be the news media. Now, she's the one lauding this Wayfair walkout protest. And what's amazing to me is a concentration camp. How could a concentration camp have such great decor like Wayfair beds? I'd say there's many middle to lower class U.S. citizens who aren't even rocking Wayfair beds in their homes. And you know what? Because of that stupid gaffe, she was invited to see a concentration camp, to which she said, nah, I'm not going to go. I think because Steve King had something to do with it. This is from the Clarion Project. In response to the invitation to see the uh, concentration camp, Holocaust survivor Edward Mossberg extended an invitation to AOC to visit Auschwitz with him. As president of From the Depths, Mossberg offered to travel with AOC for an educational tour during summer congressional recess. But then the trip would have also been favored by Republican Representative Steve King, which he said in a, in a tweet exchange. And she responded with the last time you went on this trip, it was reported that you also met with a fringe Austrian neo-Nazi group to talk shop. So I'm going to have to decline your invite. But thank you for re revealing to all how transparently far right manipulates these moments for political gain. Manipulates these moments for political gain. 
You know who was doing that? That would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because when she went down to the border back when she was newly elected, I think she was newly elected, photos came out this week of her standing at the fence, looking at the photo or looking at the fence, putting her hands on her face like she's outraged and crying. Well, apparently these photos were staged. This is from the tweet that hosted the photos before AOC hit the stage on the national level and was just a fairly unknown House candidate in New York City. She took time away from her campaign and came down to Torino to protest. And she protested the housing migrant children. I made these previously unpublished photos a year ago, and I published them today. Ivan Pierre Aguari said, who took the photos. Well, apparently she fashioned them after another photo by somebody back in the day standing at the border. Everything is identical. And it's almost as crazy as what we were seeing with the New York Times. The New York Times put this photo out, and they basically said um, it was about the border, Border aid bill passes as Democrats deliver check on Trump policy. And when you see the photo, you see a mother and her, ch- and her child drowned in the water close to the edge of the, uh, the riverbank. Now, interestingly enough, it's very similar to that photo in Syria of Alan Kurdi. Yeah, he was found on the shores of Lesbos. And they made it seem like he was escaping violence in Syria. It was actually he and his dad going to Europe because his dad wanted dental care. He fell out of the boat, washed up on shore, and they exploited it. So let's listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because here is more uh, Democrat talking points, the lunacy left that you're going to see on the debates coming up, talking about free college because that's the other thing they want to do. They want to give college to illegal immigrants and they want to make it free to everyone else while they're also pimping out and exploiting what's going on at the border. What we tell 17-year-olds all the time is that you are not old enough or responsible enough to drink. You are not old enough or responsible enough to vote. You are not old enough or responsible enough to serve in our military. But you are old enough and responsible enough to take on a quarter million dollars worth of debt. And that is wrong. It is not right. Not only is that what we are telling uh, children now, minors now, but that's what we have told them for decades. And it has resulted in a crisis that we have seen today. Now people are in their 30s and, and older that have taken on insurmountable amounts of debt because we have sold them an empty bill of goods. And what we need to do is make it right. And that is why we have to both make public colleges tuition-free, and forgive all student loan debt at the same time. And, uh, and I will be completely honest. I will disclose my, my personal stake in this fight because I have student loans, too. And I think it's so funny. A year ago, I was waiting tables in a restaurant. And it was literally easier for me to become the youngest woman in American history elected to Congress than it is to pay off my student loan debt. So that should tell you everything about the state of this, of this, uh, of, of our economy and the state of quality of life for working people. Because in order for me to get a chance to have health care, in order for me to get a chance to pay off my student loans, I had to do something that was nearly impossible. And I don't think that that is the bar through which a person should be able to access education, health care, and a bevy of other things that should be considered human rights. And this bill, and I'm so excited to be introducing this bill with Senator Sanders, Congresswoman uh, Omar, and Congresswoman Jayapal to make sure that we start embarking on the solutions to these problems. So while quadrupling down on how border detention facilities are concentration camps, I think um, she, uh, you know, she believes... They're places you go to maybe concentrate. <laughs> she's that stupid. I think she's hunkering down and concentrating in one of those camps right now, pandering how to eliminate student debt. But look, first of all, 17-year-olds don't need to go to college. You choose to go to college. See if there's scholarships available. Maybe join the military when you're eligible. 
Look for grants. Maybe start at a community college for a simple associate's degree and then transfer to a college of your choice. Be sure that it's transferable first, okay? Maybe look at a trade school. Just don't ask for a loan so that you can go to college to find yourself, have your first lesbian experience, look for the continuous party to binge drink at and hook up and learn how to protest and be outraged about everything to which you have to resort to your safe space when your feels get hurt while you study for that gender studies degree. That's an awful plan for a return on investment. I mean, her last statement is a testimony to the current college system in and of itself. She didn't need a degree to bartend, and then she didn't need a degree to run for public office. Bill, Gra- Bill Gates didn't need a degree for creating his tech monster. He had a vision. There was opportunity. And you don't know where life is going to lead you. But to assume that your loan is going to result in a degree, which in turn will result in a high-paying job, which in turn will result in a success story, and then the expedient ability to satisfy your debt in full is ridiculous. Nothing is guaranteed. Now check out Ilhan Omar as she panders to this whole free college meme. We are told by some politicians that this debt is our fault. That if we want to achieve the American dream, we have to lift ourselves up by our bootstraps. Well, we're here today to say student debt is not the result of bad choices or behavior. It is the result of a system that tells students to get an education and go to college in order to have a stable life, but then does not provide the resources to afford that education. Yeah, that's Ilan Omar, who has been revealed to have married her brother for citizenship, which is a huge fraudulent act, and then also filed jointly on taxes for years. The immigration code basically states that if you're busted doing that, that's like a felonious charge. And then she has that same inflection as she did when she thought it was funny how her professor had a way of talking about terrorist groups. His shoulders went up and, you know, yeah, he's in command here. Al-Qaeda, you know, he's an expert. Yeah, Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah. She's an idiot. And you know what? These people have been given more attention than my own representatives. When are they going to talk about what they're doing for their district? They just get out there and push these national socialist agenda items all the time. So Bernie Sanders will be running on everything Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ileana Omar and Rashida Tlaib all want to push. And they're out there pushing this cancel student loan debt initiative, which is completely ridiculous. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, four different colors, white, black, yellow, even camouflage. Look, if you're going out on the lake doing some fishing, it's beach weather. Maybe you're going camping with the kids. Maybe you're in the Boy Scouts. Maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site For those people that work with you, this thing will keep your items cool for hours. Spring, summer, right around the corner, picnicking, outdoor season is upon us, boys and girls. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar-esque sturdy rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. So now the other leftists are going to run on insane ideas like Elizabeth Warren's gay reparations. Basically, the gist of it is if you are were married in between the time that states allowed marriage and then the federal lo- uh, federal code was changed to allow marriage to be on a federal level, then you're going to get back pay, you know, some sort of back uh, reparations I mean, it's more wealth dist- uh, distribution. I mean, that's ridiculous. But she's pandering to the LGBTQRS community, and so is Cory Booker. Just listen to this moron. To my trans family, I just want you all to know we stand together and in solidarity for justice, for inclusion, for love. 
And we have a lot of work to do because this nation is not who it says it is. Too much trans violence, too much trans discrimination, too much lack of empathy that we are all in this together. So we must continue to work to call to the consciousness of this country until, as they say in the good book, till justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. I love you. I see you and I love you. We see you and we love you, transams, trans fats, transformers, because there's more than meets the eye. We love you. Such pandering garbage. But this is what we're going to see at the debates. This is what we're going to see on the main stage all the way up until Election Day. It's going to be nauseating. But now you've got Google out here trying to suppress things to work in their favor. They're now Apple is trying to make Parler censor its speech on its platform or it's not going to allow the app store or the app store to carry the parlor app it's going to be ridiculous it's only going to get worse social media people in google are dumping their social media uh profiles all over the place so get ready 2020 is going to be nuts i'm adrian slade thanks for tuning into the show listen to us on mojo 50 radio you can find that on iHeartRadio or go to mojo50.com every wednesday 10 p.m. You can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m., Sunday morning, midnight. Also, get the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted. And be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show. Give $2 a month or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Parler, Convo, Snippy. Search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku streaming channel store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.